Welcome to the So Powerful Podcast. This is your host, Jan Cancilla. You know the sound of my sewing machine means it's time for another episode. So let's get started. Welcome. By popular demand, we are speaking to Kathleen Broadfoot. I put a little announcement out on Facebook asking for people to nominate a guest for our podcast. And numerous people said, you've got to talk to Kathleen. So here we are. Welcome, Kathleen Broadfoot. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. Kathleen, where do you live? Where are we talking to you from today? I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. I am on the south side of town. And I'm a native Hoosier. So Indianapolis is the big town that we would come to. And I've lived here for 36 years. Okay. Now you said you would come to Indianapolis. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Clay City, Indiana, which is down by Terre Haute, Indiana. It's on the western side of Indiana, about a half hour from Illinois. Well, I know Indiana fairly well, although from the olden days, I went to college at Hanover College in Southern Indiana, so I have an affinity for Hoosiers. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your family. I've been married for 34 years, and we live in Indianapolis, and uh, I met him here. He's actually from Missouri, so he's a transplant, like you are. Yeah, I remember that. We have three children. We have a son who lives in Chicago, and he's married to a lovely girl. And they have a little son who is 17 months now. And then we have a second son who lives in Bloomington, Indiana. And he is also married to a lovely Michigan girl. And they have a little daughter who's 16 months old. And then I have a 30-year-old daughter, my baby, who's 30. She lives on the north side of Indianapolis. Okay. And what about your husband? Doesn't he have some kind of a real interesting hobby? He is a singer. All you got to do is add a microphone to that man and he will start singing. Uh, He is in Circle City Sound, which is the men's premier men's chorus in Indianapolis. He uh, used to do it a long time ago when actually he was about 11 years old. His father was also a barber shopper, and uh, he had always really enjoyed it. And they let him join at 11 years old. So, yeah, he was in all through high school and then uh, went to college. When he moved to Indianapolis after college, he got back into it in Indianapolis. And then um, again, we started having children and he traveled a lot for work. So something had to give and that gave. And uh, a couple of years ago for Father's Day, I took him to a concert. I thought he would really enjoy it. And he looked at me and he said, I'm joining back up again. He joined back up and then he's also in a quartet and they are called Brothers of a Chord, C-H-O-R-D. So little play on that. Well, he's really had a fun time doing all of that. Wow. Well, and you shared with me that he has a very interesting career. Tell our listeners what this is. Okay. He has his own business. He's in with a couple of partners and he sells railroad ties. And everybody says, really? Somebody does that? Railroad ties are the wooden pieces that go in a railroad track. They help support the track to keep the rail up, to keep it from sinking into the ground. So I could probably sell you railroad ties on my own as much as I have heard (laughs) about this business, but we get to travel a lot. Ulcera, America, everywhere, everywhere. The only state I have not been in is New Mexico. Oh, really? That's the only state I've not been in. And one of these days I'm going to get there. 
Well, New Mexico is beautiful and interesting. I got to see it. Now, what about you? Did you have a career? Well, I actually have a degree in textiles and clothing. I always really enjoyed sewing. I started sewing for 4-H. I was a 10-year 4-H'er. I did the dress reviews and was in clothing and learned a lot there. My mother's a quilter. Both of my grandmothers sewed. My aunts did a lot of quilting. In fact, a couple of years ago, the music teacher at the school where my kids went, she would do a lot of costumes and she would write her own programs because she just really enjoyed that. So she would hear it and I would see it and made a lot of costumes. And I guess I had an aunt who used to do that, but somebody had remarked about me doing costumes. They said, oh, your aunt Laura used to make costumes too. So I didn't know that. You know what? My mom made costumes for the community playhouse and that just sort of triggered a memory. I hadn't thought Uh about my mom doing that. So where is your degree from in textiles and clothing? Oh, I went to Indiana State University, which is in Terre Haute. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we actually had a buyer come and talk to us in one of our classes. I had worked retail several years in a department store. And, you know, I just thought, I don't know if I really want to do that. And so I thought, what do I really want to do? I want to travel because I grew up on a farm. We never got to travel when you have farm animals and farmland. You just don't travel. So I became a travel agent. And I did that for uh, probably 10 years, then got married and started having children. And so I was a housewife for several years. And I don't say just a housewife because it's a tough job managing a a house and uh, raising children. And then when my daughter was in sixth grade, I went back and substitute taught at the school where my kids went to school. And It was very nice because I knew all the teachers. They knew me. I knew where everything was. And I did that for 18 years. I would give out Tic Tacs as a treat. And I still have kids who are grownups now who call me the Tic Tac lady. Oh, wow. Still call me Tic Tac lady. Well, and that was probably quite quite the treat because they usually didn't let kids have snacks or gum or anything like that in school. So, (laughs) Well, nobody choked on them and nobody was allergic. So perfect. Best of both worlds. Kathleen, I know that you're a very generous giving person. And last year on Giving Tuesday, which is the first Tuesday in December, Facebook encourages people to conduct fundraisers. And I conducted one and you very kindly donated to it. And the beneficiary of my fundraiser was, of course, so powerful. But I just want to let our listeners know that this is an excellent way of bringing awareness about So Powerful and I was able to raise $1,600 on Giving Tuesday last year for So Powerful. And my husband mentioned it to his boss and the boss had a check written for So Powerful. So they didn't give on Facebook, but they mailed the check in with a note that said because of Giving Tuesday. So to all of our listeners, if you have friends and acquaintances like Kathleen Broadfoot, who you think would (laughs) donate to your Giving Tuesday fund, It's quite easy to set up and you will soon start seeing little notices from Facebook encouraging you to to pick your charity. And of course, So Powerful is an official charity on Facebook. So that works out quite well. Mm -hmm. So Kathleen, 
Our listeners who may not know you, but they may have met you through the mm-hmm. Meet a Purse Maker videos that we did back in the spring, and yours was recorded in April. Mm-hmm. And in that video, we talked to you about purse panels. Tell us what mm-hmm. purse panels are and, and how they're used. Okay, purse panels are what we use at the different quilt shows to hang the purses, because when you have a visual display that people can really see, they respond so well. I had the pleasure of meeting Jason and Cinnamon in Chicago, along with Donna, who I know just recently did a podcast. She was adorable. And a couple other people were there. And they were hanging the purses on some of that webby stuff like you can make a a wreath out of. Uh And it worked. You know, it worked fine. But when you have six or seven purses hanging, there's a lot of weight involved in that. And we just safety pinned them on. So I just said, you know, let me take this and kind of play with it a little bit. So came up with some and again, sent one to Sue Kirby and said, hey, will this work? And uh, she said, yeah, go for it. They're black on one side and white on the other. They're supposed to match the curtains that are in the booth that you have at a quilt show or or whatever show you're doing. It's just a nice way to display the purses. It lets them hang nicely. And again, people just stop. They just stop and they just look around because usually it's covering like three different sides of your booth and they just stop and look. That's that's all I can say about it. No, that's the definition of a showstopper. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I never yeah. thought about that. Yeah. But well, yeah. They, they do. And, and, you know, some people go to a trade show and walk in the middle of the aisle because you really don't want to be uh, approached by anybody at any particular booth. I've done that, too. So when they're walking along in the middle of the aisle, they stop. And they just look. And that's when you pull them in a little bit to give them a brochure, you know, tell them about the program a bit. It's just so cool to see them just just stop and stare because that's what they do. So anyway, the purse panels are easy to hang up. They're easy to roll up. They can hang six purses very easily on them. You can get seven in a pinch. You can squeeze them all together and get seven. Mm -hmm. So, And you know what I liked about your design? You use one of those giant grommets that people Mm -hmm. use for hanging drapes directly on a rod. And Mm -hmm. it looks really nice. And then the hook goes right in there. Well, speaking of showstoppers, why don't we take a quick break here? And when we come back, we're going to explore Kathleen's devotion to So Powerful in more depth. (laughs) So stay with us. Have you gotten the second edition of the We Are So Powerful book? This updated version of the original bestseller, 4.9 out of 5 stars, by the way, is again authored by So Powerful co-founders Jason and Cinnamon Miles. It is available on Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle reader. This latest edition is packed full of moving stories about how So Powerful came to be, the volunteers who make it happen, and the way this small movement has grown into a global mission to break the cycle of poverty through education and the dignity of work. And don't forget, when you place your order, if you use smile.amazon.com and designate So Powerful as your preferred charity, Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase right back to So Powerful. 
And now back to our podcast. Welcome back. We've been speaking with Kathleen Broadfoot, and we have learned of her family and the interesting careers that both her husband and she have had. And her work with So Powerful is amazing. And I know that you all see her purses photos posted quite frequently. So Kathleen, when you make purses now, what pattern do you prefer, the beginner or the intermediate? You know, I prefer the beginner because I feel like I can whip through that one a lot quicker. The intermediate, like several of the other podcasts that I've listened to, everybody wants to pull their hair out the first time they do the intermediate. And I was one of those also. And in fact, I had one that I... I don't, I'm not an angry person, but I practically threw it in the corner because I was (laughs) worked on it and I had ripped out seams at least four times and we've all been there. And so finally one day picked it up. I thought this is not going to beat me. So I finished it. But as far as making a purse, I've got some intermediate actually still cut out Mm -hmm. that I'm going to sit down and finish, but my preference is the beginner one. I like the beginner one now too, although like you, the intermediate, it was hard to do. And I can't tell you how many times I accidentally sewed the little flap into the side seam until I learned to turn it and pin it while I was sewing that side seam. And I think Shirley Utz has the tip to make your little flap slightly more narrow so that you don't catch it in the seams. But then Some people really like doing that gusset, but I had maybe two or three purses that I was proud of the gusset, but most I was trying to steam those wrinkles out of the corner. Been Um, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, okay, because you have a degree in textiles, Mm -hmm. what kind of fabrics do you recommend that we use for both the exterior and and the lining of our purses? Well, again, when you go to a quilt shop and they have the 100% cotton, oh, it is so nice to work with the hand, one of those formal, very specific words. The hand is so nice. And uh, I do always, always wash the fabric first Mm -hmm. before I work with it. My daughter-in-law, the director of a nonprofit, and they have a thrift shop that's associated with their organization and they sell fabric there. And I've gotten some really interesting fabric from there, too. I've used some old pillowcases that are of a nicer quality. And some of the designs are just really wow. I remember one of the teachers was talking about, of course, we made clothes when I was in college. But she said, let your fabric do the talking. And if you have a real simple design, let your fabric be highlighted in a simple design. And that's one other thing about the beginner purse pattern. You know, a lot of the fabrics can really be showcased or a lot of the design elements that are put in or embellishments, they can really be highlighted in that more simple design. Well, and it sounds like when you go to the thrift, oh, that's easy for you to say, the thrift (laughs) shop, Uh That you're not looking for yards of fabric, you're looking for items made of fabric that you can repurpose into a purse. Exactly, exactly. And one of my favorite things, they'll put little bunches of pieces together in a bag for like 50 cents. And oh, I just drool when I see those because because you don't know what you're going to get a lot of the time. And, you know, I only have 8,000 yards of fabric here, but Uh something will match it, you know, and it can be made into just a really, really cute little purse. 
Do you use denim? I have not used denim in a purse yet, but I do have a pair of jeans that my sister gave me and I do have some denim pieces that I have planned to use as purses, but uh, I have not done that yet. Now, another fabric that you might want to consider is corduroy. I've made several purses out of corduroy and they turn out really nice. The hand is is so nice and they have a little bit of structure to them and not too stiff. So yeah, that's another item that you could look for in the thrift store is something made out of corduroy. Now, are you on team strap or team webbing? Team webbing. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) The straps are great. And I've got some straps already made. One of the things I like to do too, and I don't know if this will help anybody, but assembly line sewing, as it were. Again, I just listened to Donna's, Donna Mazinski's webcast the other day, and she talked about making 10 purses at the same time. And and actually, I got to tell you, when we were in Chicago, she had like a block kind of print and they were very, very bright and we spaced them out. And every time you looked at the wall of purses, you would see one of these purses. They were just so cool. Anyway, she did assembly line and I will do assembly line also. And I'll make a lot of the lining. It seems like when you get to the lining, it's like, okay, you're almost to that last part. You know, it's like, whoop, I can just whip that right up. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. straps straps were the same way. I made a bunch of straps one day. That's sort of a reward. You reward yourself by getting to that point by having it already pre-made. Yeah. That's a great tip. I I like that tip. So um, that takes more forethought than maybe. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I like that fabric. I'm going to make a purse. So yes, creativity. Creativity. Creativity comes into it. Um, how many purses do you think you've made since? Well, first of all, when did you start making purses? I didn't even ask you that. I've been making purses for oh, a couple of years now. I did not get in in the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. I have made, oh, let's see, I think all totaled about 250. Wow. Well, 250 is a lot of purses for just doing it for a couple of years. So that's fantastic. And When you talked to me a little bit before we started recording about Mm -hmm. your mom and how your mom is a spokesperson for So Powerful, (laughs) tell us about that. I've got three sisters uh, and my mother is a widow and very fortunately she's in wonderful health and uh, we do a lot of weekendy trips. Indianapolis is really good because you can go several places within just a couple of hours and We'll go to a quilt shop and she is a quilter. So she doesn't buy much fabric anymore, but she loves to go and look like we all do. And I'll see fabric for a purse. And when we're going to the cutting table or to the cashier, my mom will say, oh, guess what she's doing with this? She's going to be making a purse for So Powerful. And here's what they do. And isn't that a great organization? And she's the one who sells it. Before I even have a chance to mention it, I might say, oh, this is going to be a girl's purse. And my mom will go right into the whole So Powerful program. Well, maybe I should be interviewing your mom for the next (laughs) podcast. (laughs) You've worked at two, three quilt shows. How many quilt shows have you worked at? Uh, Three. I did Chicago, and that was two years ago. And then Paducah 
that was last year, last April, and then Atlanta, which was just uh, this past March. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you've, you've been to three, and were your purse panels used at all three of those shows? Well, mm-hmm. uh, no, except for Chicago. And Jason and Cinnamon had purchased the grommets. And so when I took the panels that they had made, the meshy ones, home with me and reused those same grommets, I was mm-hmm. able to pop them out and reuse those for panels that went somewhere else. Oh, well, very good. Very resourceful. Very resourceful. Well, Kathleen, it has been a pleasure to speak with you and to be able to continue our conversation that we had back in April and meet the purse makers. So I understand why you were a very popular nominee to be on the podcast. So thank you for your time. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure. All right. Well, we will talk with you soon. Take care. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. If what you've heard today inspires you to want to make a difference, I urge you to explore the So Powerful website at www.sopowerful.org. That's S-E-W-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L dot O-R-G. The website has great information about the organization. It's where you can download the free purse patterns or even make a donation. We hope you will join us again next week when we bring you another So Powerful Story. Thanks for listening. Now, go out and have a So Powerful Day.